Check. Mike Check. Check. So Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I am here with who? I'm Matt James. And I'm Kat Murtis. And we're in the band Blacktop Mojo. Blacktop Mojo. And we're here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin for yeah. Rock USA. We're sweating balls. Not anymore. Yeah, no, nice it's, it's, it's decent now, but nice. we're waiting for the storm to come rolling in and push Marilyn Manson off the stage. <laughs> it did earlier. That's whose uh, stuff got wet earlier yep. when we were up there. You guys played first today on the big stage. How is that? Do you still feel like you're a kid pinching yourself for doing that? I really feel like a kid today because I'm wearing these damn overalls. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, he I does feel like I'm wearing a onesie right, right now, now but. Uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely pinching myself every day of this tour. I mean, I can't believe, I, I really honestly still can't believe we get to do this for a living. It's Yeah, man, it's been a great experience this time. It's the smoothest tour we've had, and uh, we've been uh, really happy about the people that have been coming out to see us. <laughs> <laughs> new music, new album. How do you guys feel about this album? What do you think? Look, Burn the Ships was hard to top. Everything under the sun, I mean, that's... I would like to... Uh, I'd like to think we did, you know. Yeah. I'd like to think we didn't get worse over the over the summer or over the last year. No, I think I think um uh, we're all very excited to to release this music and uh, to have something new for everybody to to listen to and kind of kind of dig into. One of the questions I always want to ask as a non-player is it difficult when you have an album like Burn the Ships that was so successful and people actually related to it really well to try to top that? I mean, artistically is that a difficult challenge to do or well, I really don't think you go in. Not if you don't try. Yeah, if you okay. don't try. Yeah, that's pretty much. So swing for the right. fence. Yeah. I mean. Of course, we have just, Nate uh, over here in the background giving us kind of, yeah. you know, whatever I mean, kind if of you, commentary. If, if, if you go in trying to top whatever you did before, you're probably going to fail. Because, I mean, it, you just got to go in and do. Uh, it's all about honesty and, and doing what you, you, you want to do. When you look yeah. at bands that have that one album that makes that, well, say Tool, for example. Mm-hmm. They have a phenomenal album. And how do they kind of go past that for a lot of people? Yeah. Be the same thing for you guys. It's, you work on it for 10 years. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm a big Tool fan. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm def- Oh, I'm definitely buying the buying the CD. <laughs> the- when you guys first got on stage today, and I noticed there wasn't a lot of people here because it was early. You guys played first spot yeah. on the on the big stage. By the end of your set, there was a lot more people there, and you collectively as a band won them over. And, and some of those people had never seen you play before because you I mean you guys played another festival last year, so it wasn't like you were returning familiar sure. face or whatever. You literally changed their mentality about what the opening band is going to be like. Well, that's a cool thought right there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I think it was fun, man. Like, everybody out here, it, it, it's really hard, uh, I think, to play early um, with, you know, like the scattered kind of crowd. Um, people aren't can, sufficiently people are, lubricated enough Exactly. Yet, people they, are waking up. People yeah, are still yeah. kind of hungover and stuff. And uh, Yeah, the, the way they, yeah, the way they had it. They staggered. Uh, they had a big, uh, the big thing of lawn chairs. And yeah, in the front and we, we have the, the the VIP area. Yeah, but I think everybody came out and to have a good time. And I mean, I mean, we felt we felt the love. I mean, I don't know if uh, you were up there. Did you feel the I, love? I, I, mean, I, I saw it. I mean, you yeah. know, there was there was people in the crowd that I think at first they might have been a little suspect, but you guys get what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Would you say they were highly suspect? No, well, I mean, maybe, but there was this one dude that was in the crowd, and we're watching him kind of circle. 
He looked like he was trying to start his own mosh pit. That fella right there. Do you, you uh, know that guy that was out there? Oh, dude, he looked I like would, he was on so much meth it was unreal. So I would be, I would be very surprised if he's guy. still out there walking around. You won over the naysayers really quick, and that's the one thing about Black Dot Mojo that you guys have kind of capitalized on. You're so genuine. You're so honest to these people. You're not part of the big machine. You don't have the big label behind you and all that stuff. It's honest, raw, and people get what that's it. I don't think there's really any other way to be, man. I mean, shit. I mean, that's, it's kind of, it, it, yeah, come in, come here. It's, yeah. Okay, so we have the drummer coming over. No one lot, ever hears from the it drummer. It has a lot so. to do with where we come from and, and, and how we were raised. You. My good buddy. And the people that were around us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, it comes, it comes a lot with the, it, we got like, taught a lot of humility when we were growing up. And yeah. It's, uh, and, it uh, never, to be any different, I, I mean, it really didn't ever, I don't think it ever occurred to us. You know, like, and it's it's you're, open. You're just, you're just doing what you thought was natural. Yeah, like, we, like, one of the things that, I, I mean, there's so much stuff that we've been told that I, like, never thought of that even crosses people's minds. Like, somebody said to us the other day, or to me the other day, that, uh... Something something along the lines of you guys look like you really enjoy what you're playing. You you guys look like you really enjoy what you're doing. And it's like to me, well, why else would I do this? But there are people that go out there and play music that they don't care about, that they don't feel passionate about, because it pays their bills. Nothing I have I have nothing against that, but you yeah, might no. lose something there. And if you then you got that talent. Yeah, and do then it up. same thing with like with like what what you're saying. Like when we're when we're up there today, and people are like, man, that's really genuine. That's really you know you know, or it's, it grabs them or something like that. It's it's like yeah, we're just up there playing things that we think were cool and stuff that we like. And it's like if everybody else likes that, then that's awesome. That's a win win. You know, we're trying to have fun, man. So when you think about stuff like that, though, you I mean, obviously, you guys getting a chance to get out down there in the road and, and play with a bunch of other bands. And you're talking about that. There's a lot of bands out there that go out and they just phone in home. And I mean, that that's it. I mean, they're they're there for the dollar and they've lost the artistic integrity at that point. I think that that also might be something that gets caught up in the machine from back to day one of recording a new record, though, because we've just been talking to bands. Like I said, it's more eye-opening to me now talking to other bands and seeing more of that there is this, because like I said, it never occurred to, I don't think it really ever occurred to us to do it any different, but being out there and hearing about how labels interfere with the singles, they interfere with your recording process, they tell you... Uh, we just had a conversation with a band, yeah, and I'm not gonna name well, them. With you, we, if you got a guy behind a desk that but wants yeah. to be a part of the creative you process, got, you got these people trying a, to tell you what to do, and they've been behind a desk for 20 years, 30 years. It's like, man, I, they I don't, tr- they've never, they're, ne- they're not front row in the mosh pit seeing what yeah. everybody's liking. Yeah, I trust you into. to do what you do. Trust me to do it. You know, yeah. I've had the luxury where I've interviewed a lot of bands that, you know, they cut their teeth in the 70s and they they were, became classic rock icons. They had oh, this. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's your drumming. I mean, 79 years old. Dude, no one cares about the drummer. You know that, right? Okay, man, you look good, though, man. You look good. There's a lot of people that they lose that kind of mentality about what it really does take to have a good band and a good sound and a good vibe and actually interact with the crowd. And over the last 20 years, that's went by the wayside. You guys are channeling that. When I first met you, that I think that's probably one of the things that threw me off. The the, the first thing was that I'm like this can't be real. <laughs> this can't be really what you guys do. This can't be. It's got to be an act. It's got to be something. It's got to be forced. It's got to be fake. But the more I've gotten to know you, it's not. Yeah. Happy accident. 
we're, we're no, pretty man. terrible actors, so. I, I, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I hate to derail anything, but I kind of screwed up finishing my thought there. So you initially went back to talking about the live. You're, you're a drummer, we get it. Yeah, okay. but when you initially went back to, that's what I was talking about, was when a label interferes with it from day one, and then you're playing that song, you know, on, on a stage in front of all these people that was not a song maybe that you wanted on to be on the record. I think just from day one, man, when like what we talked about, when people get involved that shouldn't be involved and that don't understand the organic nature of people coming to shows and just having a good time. And people come to shows wanting to have a good time. You have to mess that up for them. So let's <laughs> yeah. just like make it easy. Like, let's do stuff that's fun. Let's have fun. People will probably have fun with us. They, they came for that, you know? Sorry for interrupting you. I have a bad I know, habit. We, we of, had to let the drummer talk. Yeah. Oh, my God, no. really. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good that you guys are you're literally embodying something that had been gone for 30 years. You really have. And I think that there's not a lot of bands out there that actually still do stuff like that. We had a band that was out here earlier. And granted, they kind of get sucked up in the machine, but they still kind of have that mentality Oh, yeah. Where they wanted, yeah, they're they, they wanted oh they're gonna that. book that machine for sure. Yeah. yeah, you guys have resisted the label push. You guys have got offered, and you've had people sniffing around and you know saying we want you on our stuff. Yeah, how hard has that been to actually say no? I think I think at first maybe a little bit because you you do this for so long, uh, and that's kind of the. Uh, that's kind of the pinnacle of, of success to a lot of people, and that's kind of what you get preached right. is, you know, we got to get these guys signed. We got to get you're these guys. You're told you know, that that's what it. That's, that's, that's what it's about, success, yeah. right? And but I mean, so yeah, it is a rite of passage. So I mean, it it is scary in a way to say no to that, for sure. But it's a dual-edged sword when it comes to signing to a label because, granted, you want that achievement level too. But if you screw it up, you can blame it on the label. Yeah. If you don't have a label, it's That's true. you. That's true. You know, you're That's wearing true. that. You're shouldering that. So. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, I'd rather shoulder the blame. I mean, the thing about succeeding or failing with a label, a label can really hang you out to dry. Whereas if people decided they just all of a sudden didn't want to listen to Blacktop Mojo anymore, it'd be like, okay, well, uh at least we it, it, at least we ran into the ground ourselves well i mean at that point it's it's all on you i mean yeah. you you would definitely take that personally because yeah. it's like okay well this is just us there's no other kind of extracurricular stuff yeah. that's kind of screwing it up for everybody so well, it's like i said before you know everybody got a deal out of it without one drake you know what I mean? And that's basically... His, did you just this reference dude, Drake in He this just interview? quoted Drake. Absolutely did. His lyrics are going to end up being basically the equivalent of Chinese proverbs in like 50 years. Maybe 100, maybe. But like they're going to be... Somebody's going to put them on tablets in case a comet hits the earth or something like that. It will be there. And in, in 2120, you know, when the new world's beginning... It's gonna be it's gonna be on a tablet. Everybody got a deal. I did it with that one. <laughs> so, and I've asked you guys before. What is the ultimate goal for you guys? Um, we're doing it, man. I mean, it, this is this is the goal. I mean, just to to keep keep doing this, being able to play shows and and uh, to make more fans and just keep growing the thing that we're doing now. I think maybe like it's not about the destination. I mean, it really <laughs> is. About it really journey. is about the 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 journey because one of the main things is is that nobody we don't want anybody to tell us what to do mess with our stuff and you know we narrowly avoided that from a gut feeling basically 
Well, on the like, it was one thing to talk about it when we weren't getting deal, like labels knocking on the door. It was one thing to talk about it then, but then when they did come knocking, and when there was pressure to be like, "Hey, we're gate." I mean, nobody said this, but <laughs> we're gatekeepers basically. And if you know, here's you really the keys to the to kingdom. Go, you really need to go down this path. That's the path you need to go down. And the whole thing made me sick to my stomach. Me and Matt talked about it a lot. We all talked about it a lot, but. You know, me and Kat talked about it first because we were sitting outside when some of the numbers came in and some of the stuff they were talking about doing with us and stuff like that. And it was just, it was it sickening. It, was, it, wasn't, it, it, it was, wasn't for a... Yeah. I, well, I'm not naming names. I can say it no, was I disgusting. <laughs> and it was like, who signs this crap? Like, seriously. Everybody no. does. That's no, the, man. Uh, not everybody, but... No. Like, I mean, a lot of people... Look, there's they, lot, they, well, there's, they, they, there's, hear, they hear label and they want to... That's... Oh, well, we got to... Sure. We're not established unless we sign. Well, and there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with being on a label either. There's a no, lot of labels no, that do not. great things. You're right, and there there are absolutely there are great deals. Yeah, we did not get offered one of those. But yeah, I it mean, just, it just it wasn't it, it wasn't yeah. the right time. It wasn't it the right the cards, place. Man. It wasn't the right deal. So. No, it was a no way kind of thing, man. Because the other thing about it was was it wasn't just going to affect. They wouldn't have affected the record that we had just made because we'd already made it. But they would have affected the next three or four minimum. And to think about that. To think about the next three or four yeah. records we make, having somebody from the stories we've heard from other bands telling us, oh, it should sound like this, it should sound like this, you should do this, you should do that. That was the one thing that kept me up at night, was now, you're, I know you're going to interfere with what we're trying to do, which yeah. has been fine to this point, which is why you offered us a deal. So that's, yeah. I, like, I feel, com- I feel comfortable saying that, yeah, for real, I feel comfortable saying that why does a label even offer a record deal to anybody when all they want to do is come in and change what you're doing? The reason that they offered the deal was because they liked what you were doing. Well, supposedly. It's a I mean, it is still a business, a and conundrum. it is still about dollars, yeah. so it's not... I mean, they see you as a puppet. Well, we, we, look, we, we want to say that they like you and they want to sign you just because they like your stuff. No, they like your income potential. Right. No, that's true. I mean, and, and honestly, there is... There is a world where people that really came in and knew what they were doing could improve a band that had the raw talent, had the skills, needed to be guided. There is a way that it could all work right, and there are cases where it does work right. But it was not about to work. It was not about to work right for the situation we were in. Okay, so new album comes out when? September 13th. Check out blacktopmojo.com as long as I can get internet service. (laughs) Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks.